minutes, 30 mighty Dorkers, it's the uh, it's the boys back in town, Juddy and Monkey. How you going, mate? Mate, it's the Dog Talk boys coming at ya. No ads, no official affiliations. Nah, no in brackets. Please affiliate with us, Dockers. Yeah. Please recognise us. Bro, no do sponsors. Know do you know what's hell exciting? No sponsors, mate. Mate, wait. We need some of that internet money. If anyone wants to sponsor <laughs> us, give us some of that sweet, sweet internet money. Um. Sorry, what were you saying, buddy? That uh, the Mighty Purple Rain, I was listening today, and I think we both listened in, they're in season six, and they're fast approaching season six, episode nine. (laughs) (laughs) In of two. (laughs) Uh, Ducky, quick one. Otherwise known as episode episode 22. Yeah, Ducky, man, you got to, I listened to it today, and I was like, well, I'll tell you what, I might have listened into a few more to get there to the Mighty Six Nine, but... I thought trying to keep things on a positive note early. Um, I don't know what you want to start off on. I suppose we can go into some. Mate, let's start on us. I'm, I'm running now. After last week's Apple headphones debacle, I'm running like a Britney Spears or like a pilot. No, I'm, I'm pretty much the chick from Amy. You know the Amy ad? It's like, lucky you're with Amy. Ah, lucky you're with like, Juddie. She turns around. She's like, lucky you're with Amy. <laughs> Juddie does That's pretty much what I'm running at the moment. You've got the cheap headset. Lucky you were Juddy. I think lucky it's you more were Juddy. Yeah, lucky you were Juddy. Exactly. So apologies if my mouth touches it a few times, but um, you know, you know how I, it is. Mad panic stations when um, last week's episode went up live. I had no idea that there was a fifty percent setting or a, <laughs> because. Oh, you can check. You can change the speed on podcasts. Yeah, man. Why is it, is it like is some parts get so dramatic you got to watch it in you got to listen in slow mo? I don't know why it needs to go into half speed, but definitely one and a half speed is useful when you're listening to like a slow podcast. You can just crank it, and it's just like you know talking at a slightly fast pace. I was so I was um, like, why is I was like, why would someone create a setting? I was like, how has Juddie saved this in like a slow mo version, like a dramatic slow mo sport? <laughs> Like at one of those um, boomerang videos, but the slow mo one, where it like slow mo's them out. But uh, you were straight onto it. You were, yeah, you didn't let that one get past. I read the play there. I was like, mate, you've got your thing on half speed, and you're like, ooh, definitely half speed. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Seen the button. Seen the button. That's got text. There, I was literally clicking the button as it dropped down in the top bar, and I was like, yep, can yeah. confirm. Can Whoops. Confirm there. But yeah, hopefully the audio quality was a bit better for everyone. Oh, mate. Um, should we talk about something the quality wasn't very good at? Oh. You want to talk Sunday afternoon? Sunday Arvo. Sunday Arvo, what time did it start for you? It was three for me, I think. So it would have been like one for you. One twenty. Um, the boys kicked Pub? off. Pardon? Pub? Nah, nah, just watching uh, watching from oh. from home, uh, which was pretty good. I mean the scoreline, obviously, at the end. I mean, for those that made through it to the end and watched all four quarters, it was uh, tough watching. 
I was pretty happy after the first quarter. I thought, you know what, we've ridden out the start. Maybe we've ridden through the worst with Carlton. But, um, I mean, that second quarter was like big old wet towel to the face. Mate, pre-game, I'm pretty sure I texted you and I was like, it, we're either going to be, and this is any quarter, any first quarter, we're a one-goal four or a four-goal one team. Oh, that's the only way we go. We either kick everything or we don't kick anything. We were three goals one in the end. I was very close to being right. Um, But it was a very lucky three goals one. Yeah. And and we just started getting pants halfway through the first quarter. And it was just like, what are we doing? Yeah. Um, I think I I sent through my take-home points to the Dockers thread that we're in. Do you want me to read them? I've got them saved. Yeah, definitely read them. I don't think all our listeners are in that group. A uh, few are, actually. <laughs> actually, I think the vast majority actually are. Um, take-home points. Basically, we let so, we we're just arm-tackling people and they were just yeah. waltzing through our tackles. And even when we get them for like, you know, that 95% tackle where you're like yeah. holding on, you're grabbing them and then they just slip away and run away. And that just killed us, like all yeah. the tackle. Like, our pressure was so bad. We were just kicking directly to Liam Jones. Like we may as well have hired... Liam Jones as a forward yeah. in our team because he was reading our play so well and it was purely he's not a good player he's an all right player um it was purely just us being bad just quick point um, on that yeah go on we haven't kicked to a defender so much since we won a, a bloody Norm Smith in 2013 for um who, yeah yeah yeah, yeah so for Lake. Since we hit up um Brian, Brian Lake, Lake. <laughs> I was thinking it was very Brian Lake mate um, we fed Brian Lake that day all day the the Crazy thing was, though, it was like Liam Jones would be leading up and take the mark yeah. in our defensive, in our forward 50. We're like, hang on, how did he know where that was going? And yeah. we didn't know where that was going. But unreal. Um, probably adding to that point is both of our key forwards were Ruckman and our other key forward was Tabs, who was having an absolute shocker. Um, so when your forwards are Ruckman, like, no wonder they're not very good forwards. And when you're yeah. only key forward that's a proper forward is a bit of an interesting unit and also having a bad day. Um, he obviously didn't have the mic, the headset hey. in like I have right now, mate. Can um, we get him because... a lucky you with Juddy headset? Yeah, mate, he needs one. I, oh. it, couldn't, it couldn't go any worse than it currently does. No. Um, there was just a general line that I had. It was fumbles, drop marks, tabs, moments, and general dockery stuff. Um, and then free kicks inside our defensive 50. Like, you know, there was a few that we gave away, a few that we didn't give away, but altogether, all 10 to 15 of them that resulted in a shot on goal just killed us. And it was just yeah. like, all right, it's either sloppy defending or like, you know, piling it on, umpiring. And yeah, oh man, it was very frustrating game. Those very kind angry. Of, those kind of flood quarters and when those quarters happen, when the ball sits in there for so long, say a ball sits in an area for you know, five minutes, there's bound to be one bad decision. So when that ball was located in, in your D50 and it sits there for long enough, that's just, minutes, yeah. that is just what happens. So when you start to get a run on like that, like Carlton did, they're the things that flow from it. I mean, if it sits there long enough and there's enough enough disposals, enough contact, enough everything, eventually there's going to be a decision your way. Whether Something will happen. It, so yeah. it just starts to – and it, it was just one of those quarters where it's like here comes a few goals, here comes a few bad decisions. It just – those quarters, literally, they are cat 10 quarters. It's 
frustrating from a footy fan point of view because you watch what happens. And I think this is something I wanted to talk about just about AFL stuff. You watch what happens at the start of a game in the first three quarters and what happens in the last quarter and also what happens in regular season to what happens in finals. And there's different umpiring. It's like the umpire will only pay the most obvious of free kicks, whereas in other quarters they pay anything. And it's like, well, why are there different rules? Like, you know, a case in point is the end of the Lions-Cats game two weeks ago when that holding the ball. It's like any other stage of the game, they're pinging that guy. Like, they're pinging holding the ball left and right. You know, you you touch the ball, it's ball. But then late in the game, it's like, nah. You've got, yeah, to, let you got to have 30 fire. seconds of prior opportunity to get hold of the ball 100%. late in the game, um, which is just – it's just frustrating. And um, hey, I don't know. That was it's – yeah, tough to watch. It's tough to watch the game when it looks like that, when those free kick the inconsistencies. My favourite one that's going around at the moment is like you get held up in a good tackle. If you don't – if you get held up in a good tackle, the umpire can blow the whistle really quick. And they can throw it up. Or they can just wait. Or yeah. they can wait and watch you and they're like, you're not wriggling. You're not wriggling. Yeah. Wriggle for wriggle, me. Like, wriggle, oh, wriggle, wriggle, wriggle and punch it. It's like, oh, you wriggled. Lucky you wriggled and punch. It's like you're trying to – yeah, they, they, you can see them walking around and it's like, this is going to be holding the ball this time. And that pick and choose depending on where it is in the ground and the time. I, yeah, 100% agree with that. So there's just this like range. And if they haven't made the decision in like a second, it's holding the ball. Yeah. But they'll wait, they'll wait, and they'll wait, and they'll wait, and then they'll let, yeah. Um, oh, man, it's very hard to predict what's going to happen with the umpiring, but I feel like the frustrating thing is, and most of those free kicks we gave away were there, but, like, the frustrating thing is the different umpiring at the start of the game. And I'm not saying that we lost. We were just terrible. We yeah. lost because we were shit. Um, but the frustrating thing in the general AFL is the different umpiring from quarter one to three and then versus quarter four and also yeah. like yeah. beginning of the season to end of the season, finals to normal games. Um, oh, well. And like I think this has been touched on a few times, Harry, McC- Harry McKay kicking seven goals. Oh. I, I texted a mate and I was like, Harry McKay, Harry McKay, whatever his name is, will finish on like 20 goals for the season. Like, that's him done. Like, he'll, kick like, he'll kick like one this week, I reckon. Hey, we love we love giving a, a, a team boost up, a little run into some form, but how nice it is to give an individual player seven goals. I think to hand over a bag like that, the Fremantle Football Club, just give you know a player who probably won't ever kick seven again just to be a, a part of that stat. No, 100% won't. Like Duck said, he 100% won't ever kick more than four again. No. I go further than that. I think he'll kick – so I think he's on like 10 goals for the year. I reckon he'll kick 20 for the year. I reckon he's got like a goal a game max left in him. <laughs> Mate, yeah. It, it, nothing against Carlton, and this isn't a snide remark. I don't think there's much to celebrate looking at the team list for Carlton. I don't think there's a great deal to uh, to look and like across their team, but, man, they um they really did get – was it Eddie Betts' 200th game? For the club? I think he would have played nearly – maybe well, maybe for the club. How many did he play for Adelaide? Maybe like – I think he'd be on 250-ish. Yeah, that's right, man, because they were um, celebrating all sorts of stuff. It seemed like a game where they bloody – the commentators, AFL commentators and news panel and stuff certainly played Carlton into a bit of form. Um, yeah. Well, you called this last week. You were like, oh, cool, like just blast Carlton <laughs> yes. and, you know – Stop. Spur them into it. Same thing happened to Bombers. Like they just got blasted. They're like Bombers are the worst team you'll ever see. Yeah. And the Bombers come out and win. It's like oh fuck. Um, 
St Kilda at this week's one. So St Kilda yeah. are playing the Eagles and St Kilda are getting bastards. So yeah, maybe it'll work in our favour. Who knows? I think um, there was some hell good structural chat that I think you probably wanted to to get into that Oz brought up on the rain that talks a lot about the long-term problem we have with... Oz had his best rant ever. Oh. That was the best rant I've ever heard Oz do. And it's good. You don't hear him rant much, but he, he hit the nail on the head. Go that, on. What were you going to say about him? That inability... Like, in the AFL at the moment, it seems like your ability to get to a position like a half... Say you can get to your half-back flank and have clean possession, whether it be a mark or a handball, you then push the press to, like, the widest part of the ground. And you also open up your most amount of opportunities and like and position. So whether it's players coming from behind, it's players coming forward. You, you're out of that. You're out of that back pocket position. So if you can if you can reclaim possession, get ball to that half back flank. As particularly if you're in the centre of the ground, but even if you're on the wings, you've pushed that. Our inability to not kick the ball high out of back fifty is just ridiculous. Mate, I like there was a few special guests. Yeah, lots of special guests. <laughs> a few special guests in the Coming background of your I like it. Um, special comments with uh, Ricky Olerenshaw. Um, so 100% agree. So the problem is, and Oz nailed it, and he talked about basketball. It's the same in any zone. You have to be able to change the angles quickly to then change. The, and like the way you catch out a zone is habit moving. So then players, you know, it's very hard to coordinate three people at the same time, let alone yeah. 18. Yeah. So if you're running an 18-person zone, get it moving and then gaps open up because, you know, someone won't cover the right spot eventually. And so if we are slow with our ball, it's back to the 2016 days where we'd get a mark in the back line, stop, walk back, turn, kick. And, you know, it's the the Darcy Tucker slow ball release. Like it's yeah. just... See a target and hit it. If it's 15 metres away and you can't hit it, then you're the problem. It's not the kick. Like, And we'd almost prefer them to hit, try and hit it and miss it and be like, well, at least we didn't just get stuck and just bomb it to nobody and it was the worst style of footy. And I think, yeah, we constantly talk about the slow the slow ball from back 50. Like if, you give, if you're stuck deep in your 50 and you kick a loopy ball to the other side, that's not switching the ball with pace. And you don't need to be quick from D50 to inside 50. I'm just talking about getting the ball quick to someone on your halfback flank. So then at least if they've got to go slow down the line, you've put the ball to a position that where they've then got to set up and come at least through, the, you know, they've got to then switch or it gives, we turn the ball over from a loopy kick from still from the back pocket. We can't find an option for yeah. that. And that ball just gets turned over on D50. The and problem is, the, yeah, spot on. But the problem is, it's not we can't find an option, it's that we don't choose the right option. Yeah. So we'll see an option, we won't hit it, and then we'll just decide to go the safe option, which is a long kick to nobody. And then that'll either go out of bounds or get marked. And often against Frio, it gets marked because we are horrible in contested marks. Like oh. without Fife, we just don't. And, you know, we can't rely on that guy to just take marks all the time. How about we make it easy on our team and hit short targets to notes person standing by themselves? Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's very frustrating. But I, I guess all we have to do to change that is just a mindset change, similar to what happened before the GWS game, where suddenly we looked like rocks. And look, part of that was GWS, but not all of that was GWS. No. Like we could have kept bombing it in against GWS. We changed the way we played. And that was a huge reason as why we look good. So it's going to be that 
lowering the eyes, hitting the kick. Crowd plays a factor because everyone gets a bit more confident. Um, but it's just frustrating to watch these guys try and do it. And the worse the scoreboard gets, the worse they play. Yeah. And then at the end, Once they kick a gone. few goals and suddenly it looks like we only lost by, you know, but it's eight just goals. A, but really, that was a that was a 70 to 80 point loss. It's becoming a cutthroat game. I mean, like you take that second quarter, it lose by nine points. But I mean, all you're really asking for the Dockers in that second quarter is how about like just someone take authority and lower the eyes. All it really takes is two good kicks and you're comfortably out of your D50 and you're looking to put it possibly out of play on your half-forward flank or you're giving yourself a competitive stoppage position, you're at least able to get out and then implement your press. Or But that inability to just shift the game from back 50 just, just to get it out and gone to give like someone a chance to, to, to set up behind the ball. But that press in AFL at the moment, if you can't clear your D50 with any kind of confidence and gain like a decent field position, yeah, yeah, that thing staffed. is going to, man, that thing is going to come back with like some incredibly high interest. And it's weird at the moment though because there's almost this dual narrative where if you don't clear it, you're stuffed, but it's quite easy to clear it because you see these, te- like half of these games are just zinging between the forward 50s. It's just yeah. like this ball zinging back and forth. So there's plenty of opportunity to clear it because the man on the mark can't move. You can just turn and hit these little 45s and the guy can only reach so far. Like you've literally just got to get around two metres of their arms, Um, which is, you know, that's how we used to get beaten against Hawthorne. They'd sort of cover the inside and we'd just end up kicking long. And Yeah. um, I don't know. It's I, I feel like there's plenty of opportunity to move the ball well if you choose to make the right decision. And our decision-making was horrible. Our pressure was horrible. So it looked like they had heaps of time. It looked like we had no time. Um, bad, just a bad, bad game to watch. But oh. we move on pretty quick. Mate, there's a few things I wanted to talk about. Hopefully non um, non Sunday afternoon related. Non dockers, non dockers, just general footy. Um, firstly, was that comment about the ruse? Like the ruse were copying kangaroos. That is copying heaps of shit for having Good Friday. Literally, like three years ago, there was no Good Friday game. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, the ruse shouldn't get it because they're a bad team, and it's coming from like, you know, the demons who first played Queen's Birthday in 2001. Look this up. They first played Queen's Birthday in 2001. The Demons made the grand final in 2000 and since then have made finals like fucking three times. <laughs> so in 20 years, they've been shit and they've had this game and they're like, no, the Queen's Birthday's ours. It's like, okay, but you can pay on the ruse for being shit for a few years. The Bombers... The Bombers first played at the Anzac Day started in 1995. Bombers have been fucking shit for the last 15 years. They haven't won a final since 2004. It's like 6,000 games. It's like, we're better than the Bombers in the last 20 years. It's mental. Um, Carlton getting the opening game. Like, yeah, they just beat us, but they've been pretty shit opening game for the last 10 years or so. Is that the cat that you just threw away? Mate, the cat is. Cat keeps trying Throw to climb. Yeah, sorry. I've got a cat interrupting the show. It's trying to. That's all right. Trying to climb a guitar um, that's unstable. Yeah, I feel like the whole teams that are playing badly for a year or two shouldn't get a blockbuster game. It's a bit rough. Oh, um, they get they get Carlton get three Friday night games in a row at the start of every season, and they lose them all. Yeah, they need to put them. It probably help. It'd probably serve them better to put them in a quieter, non-media related Sunday schedule, 
and then they maybe would yeah, not... like a you know a five forty on a Sunday, yeah, standard time for AFL. Mate, send them to WA. That's fine, bro. Did you um, want to? There's another. Oh yeah, no, you sorry. Go, there's you one go. more player I wanted to mention, and it's just because he was I don't know. He just played on the weekend. Played on Friday night. Braden Sear from Collingwood. Have you seen this dude? Nah. Can you look him up on your phone right now? He looks like one of. He's a classic Collingwood player. He's a pretty good player as well. I don't know what he's like as a person, but he literally looks like someone out of Sons of Anarchy, and he looks like one of the like white supremacists out of as well. He's just an unreal unit. Um, look him up and let me know what you reckon. They certainly, uh, even with like Jaden Stevenson and um, who's I think um, what's his name is is also still there. Um, who's the Ford Pocket? Like a really good Elliot. Yeah, oh Elliot. Also, he's yeah. a, there's a rat pack and looking group at Collingwood. They seem to leg tats. It's all leg tats. Oh. I reckon they're like you've got leg tats. Yeah, you're in. We're drafting you. Um, were you about to comment, mate? There's a very important game of footy that really set the tone for our weekend, and it was on Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should. Fucking the ladies. Oh, that was heartbreaking. I was so up and about for that to not go like that. Um, Good on the ladies for giving themselves a sniff. I mean, they had the wind in the third quarter. They were kind of down and out and weren't playing that well, but they gave themselves a sniff going into the last. Um, They really shot themselves in the foot with that poor start. That first quarter kind of cost them. But, But I think the decision to kick with the breeze in the first quarter was probably considering how Fremantle... The women's nah. side play in the second half. It was, I, I think maybe. Should nah, we... I disagree. That, is that what you're about to say? I disagree. They should have gone. We are shit in the first half. Let's let's make sure we have the wind coming home. We yeah. know we're going to come home strong. Yeah. So kick it, kick against. Let's the... just defend. Yeah. Because <laughs> they just end up defending for a half anyway. They may as well defend against the wind. Like, what the fuck does it matter? They're not going to use it. I, I think. Oh, under, they they shot under... themselves in the foot. They, they shot, shot themselves, themselves in the foot. They but should have got a home those... final. They should have won all those games and got a home final for yeah. one. And then they end up playing in Casey in Melbourne in the windiest day. It was looked bloody horrible out there. Horrendous. I think in that first yeah, look, quarter, look like classic amateurs conditions, oh. like wet, windy. Yeah, let that first quarter be an adjustment for both teams. Don't don't take the advantage of the win. Then in the second quarter, you get to come out. You've you've played a quarter in it. You've seen it, and then finish with that last quarter because they yeah. finished. They unfortunately, like their third quarter was sensational. Like they kicked, um, and they were on. And um, I think they kicked too late in the third as well to get within yeah. a sniff. And to, you know what? Then they were only like a goal down or something. Yeah. yeah, and good on them for giving themselves a sniff. They're they're hard done by. I mean, they played their last four games in Victoria. Yeah, they did play a lot. Of, but to be honest, they were a team that had a lot of potential. I think they. Um, started like a bang, like a firecracker and then sort of got found out just with little things. Um, I don't know, like it's frustrating. It's frustrating because they'll probably have a few um, in the All-Australian team, like they had them in the squad, but I reckon like Houghton will be in the All-Australian team. Turbo will be like the captain of the All-Australian She'll yeah. probably win the, the Chick Smith medal. What do they call it? Uh, just the best on ground. Sure. Um, oh, I forgot to say my idea for the um, the women's leading goal kicker. So the men's is obviously the coal man, but they need to call the women's the coal woman, <laughs> the coal woman medal. 
<laughs> Slightly only. Can we actually, can you quickly tell us, talk us through your gag before we started recording? <laughs> I don't know. So <laughs> records with this Death Star looking microphone. Literally just this ball, looks like a Death Star. And he's like, yeah, it's really good sound, except like if I talk in this little bit at the top here, uh, the whole thing explodes. <laughs> Well, you're chopping and changing your outfit and, and what you want to wear and what you want to use. And I was just telling you that the Death Star is super trusty and the Death Star is really good. However, I just can't talk into the tiny little hole at the top. Otherwise, the whole thing just explodes from the inside okay, out. It'll explode the universe. Exactly. Maybe when we well, – I'll tell you what, if we win the flag or something like that, I'll get right in the top and I'll just scream in it and we'll just see what happens. Oh, mate, do it on the final siren, I reckon. Um, well, let's did you have anything else you wanted to come up? Yeah. Well, on a positive note, we got, I mean, we're at 24 minutes. We'll finish half an hour, but I got a pretty good quiz that I thought would pump up the, um, quiz pump, up, uh, quiz up the, quiz up the episode. So I reckon we finish on that. Maybe we talk a little bit about the weekend, but yeah, this week's queer, uh, quiz by popular demand by yourself queer. is, um, it's based on, I suppose, season, um, Disposal winners over a season and players who have, you know, highest disposals in a season, most goals in a season and stats like that. So when you think about it, we're talking about so players can be in these results a number of times if they, you know, they play a number of seasons. So they can appear a couple of times. So my first question for you is which Fremantle player holds the record for highest possessions in a single season? It would be Lockie Neal because he nearly took out the whole thing. A couple of years ago. Yeah, he did. He also has the three highest years. So he has he has the top three covered. For Dockers. For Dockers. So Lockie Neal has the three highest seasons for disposals for the Dockers. Do you yeah. know those three figures or do you want to guess those? <laughs> the actual numbers, how many yeah. possessions he got this season. Yeah. Well, I've got to make it hard for uh, you. He was averaging like 30 a game for 22 games. So whatever – I'll, I'll have a quick look. Uh, oh, I'm no. not looking at times 31. Uh, 670. Yeah, so 670, 667 and 658 were second and third. He had 737 in in a season, which was huge. And I think, So that's like averaging 35 or something. Yeah, I think <laughs> Tom unreal. Mitchell. Yeah, uh, Tom Mitchell from Hawthorne was like he was a – but, yeah, Neil didn't make top 10 for – I thought he'd be in top 10 with that year, but he wasn't for players. My second question, how yeah. many times does Matthew Pavlich appear in the top 10 for most goals in a season? For AFL or for, for the Dockers? For the Dockers. So for all seasons oh, played for Dockers. How many seasons did he play? Yeah, so how many, se- <laughs> how many times in the top 10 does Matthew Pavlich appear? How many seasons did he play? Well, that's, mate, I'm giving the quiz. I think, he started in, I think he started in 2000. It was his first season and he finished in 2016. So he played 17 seasons. I'm going to say 17. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it is? No, no. You cannot finish 17 times in a top 10 question. So how many times? So, like I'm th- I think it was, he finished top 10 every season. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. I'm telling you, I'm telling you he didn't. So, All right, 14 because he would have been injured a few times. No, he only appeared there six times. So he's in the top he was 10. He's only the top 10 goal kicker in Fremantle six times. No, yeah, so, so 
So he's top highest. 10 total. He's sorry. top 10 he's total. Highest, so he's uh, highest. <laughs> yeah. So I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with the you. ranking for so each season. Of our 10 top goal kickers in a season, he's six of them. Yeah, with all time. With so you. it's like the all time goals yeah. record. There are four and other Modra players. would be the most, hey? Ah, yeah, here yeah. we go. Modra. No, 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 no. So there's four other players in there. So I need you to name the other four. Modra. Yep. Walters. Yep. No. Oh. Walters isn't. No. Clive. Correct. Um, Kingsley Hunter. No. no. Fuck. Who You've questioned me. Oh, it'd be um, Chris May kicked quite a few goals. Surely no, Chris May. Nah, was May was outside top ten. What What about um, that other guy? Murphy? I've been no, I've been questioned on this player. He's a dual club player. He had he had one really good season. He came over from Victoria. He's been in a oh, Wiz, the Wiz. The Wiz, correct. And another one. Yeah. Same. And another. Oh, Crody? No, nah, small, small forward. He kicked a lot. I couldn't believe it when you told me that this was the answer. He given oh, up. Hopefully someone yeah. at home's got it. Medhurst. Oh, Medhurst, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Medhurst was good. Yeah, Medhurst um, was good. Good forward. He kicked so like I 50 think, goals one year, I'm pretty sure. I think Pavlich has... He has like one, two, three, four, six, seven, and then these guys kind of rounded out. Now, on the on the, there's two players that appear on the leading hit outs. Yeah, I can imagine there's only two. <laughs> so one Santa Lance. He appears nine times. Yeah. <laughs> Who's and the then other it player? Would be, um Clem Michael? No. Griffin? No. Fuck. Who the hell else has gotten hit outs? Clark? No. Nah. Clark? No. Nah. Oh, big uh, Spider Burton, surely. Big, big Spider Burton. He big slips Spider in there. Burton. Yeah, big yeah, Spider yeah, Burton yeah, cool. slips in there Love one it. time. Uh, my next question is, there is a player who owns all top three spots in most clangers in a season. So most clangers in a season, there's one individual player who has the most first, second, and third. Who is that player? Is it a surprising player? Surprising and ironic, yeah. Ironic? It's a, yes. Well, the other thing is, I remember looking once, and because Pavlich had played for so long, he had the most clangers <laughs> total. It's not Pav, is, is it? No, it's not Pav. Okay, good. Um, Mundy, maybe? Nah. Because he's played for so long? Nah, nah, so you've got to do it in a single season. So you're talking about... Yeah, right. You've got to average it every game. So there's one person has three of the top seasons. Yeah. Um, um, I'll put it... I'll put it... I'll, I'll give you a hint on why it's ironic. Because one of his yeah. top threes was in 2019, and in 2019 he did something else quite significant. Oh, five. Yeah, Is so, it five? Yeah, it's five. <laughs> oh, mate, he's butchered the ball. I should have guessed him. Yeah, so he so um, he has, and 2019 is one of his years, but 2015 he, um, he doesn't appear in the top ten, but, yeah, he's up there. So he's up there top three for clangers in a season. Oh, mate, that's pretty good. Hang on, give me one sec. I'll be back. Just we'll talk amongst a, yourselves. Oh, we'll take it. <laughs> take, take a quick music break. <laughs> All right, stay on the line. We've had um, 
a short interruption appeared by my cat and now Juddy wants to take five. I did see that his red wine was running out, so he, he could have possibly ducked out to top out his uh, red wine. Hopefully he'll be back soon. We're ticking over 31 minutes. We've only got one more question left and then we'll dive into the weekend's game and what's coming up. And we'll have to dive into Rafi's club. So this episode might run a little bit longer. Um, it's running a little bit longer. We need one of Oz's bangers then. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> I've roughly entertained everyone with it. I love it. Um, no, I like it. Any more questions? You've Any got stats questions? You've got one more. So there's... I'm ready. So there's five players in the top ten who have had more than 40 possessions in a single game. Yeah. Or who are those five players? Five. So Dockers players who have had more than 40 in a game. Um, Mundy. Correct. Five. Correct. Neil. Correct. Hmm. Bell? Correct. Um, is this last one surprising or is it like pretty obvious? Oh, it, is it Adrian Fletcher? No. Or is it Josh Carr? No. It's it's a good surprising. It's surprising but also like, yeah, it's good that he, he did that. Oh, Walters? Did he do that one? Nah, so Walters hasn't had more than 40. Uh, Troy Cook? Nah, 2013 era. Well, I mean that era. That oh, team. 2013. So I'm thinking like, uh, without this being my answer, I'm thinking guys like Tendai, DeBoer. <laughs> Who else is in a midfield there? Like Subin? Um, oh, Crowley. He is in the midfield. There's also someone else who racked up a lot of possessions, maybe 2012, 2011, when he jumped onto the scene. Bit of a mature age. Sure, AG, they jumped onto our midfield scene. Bit of a Monday lookalike. You can tap yourself out. A bit of a, so he's got long hair. <laughs> no, well, and he's a bit, he was a bit of a uh, um, dream team superstar. No, I'm still out. Can't think. Barlow. Oh, yeah, Mickey Barlow. Yeah, he definitely would have. Which Looks I, like Monday. Oh, he's a bit of a Monday vibe. I kind of that was meant to be a two-part question. It was how many Frio players have had more than forty disposals, and you were meant to guess five, and then we were going to name the players. So, apologies. Well, got halfway there. Yeah, I feel like I did. I did all right on that quiz. I bit of yeah, you did all right. Yeah, I have done previously worse. <laughs> um, oh, let's let's pick up teams for punting while while we still young. Um, you know, last week, I think we both talked about winners. I think I was like, oh, Sydney looked like a pretty good bet. Yeah. And I think you'd said something as well. You picked yeah. a pretty good one. Yeah. But um, I went Hawthorne Anyway, we picked the wrong teams. I went, I went Dockers. So we both went terribly. Well, you went pretty close. Hawks um, should have maybe got up. Who are you looking for this week? Um, mate, there's still probably... Yeah, still a little bit of value to be found. Like there's still a few a few roughies coming. Unfortunately for me, playing at home, I think we enjoy getting done by Hawthorne and Hawthorne are two dollars fifty, which is a bit of a worry. 
Yeah. Um, again, Richmond, $2.35 against Port Adelaide. I don't think there was anything super convincing about Port Adelaide um, being a dollar sixty. But both those teams coming off a disappointing loss too, so it's weird. Yeah, big big springboard. Um, I would. You know what I'm going to go? Yeah, I'm going on the Saints. The Saints have oh, had a bad damn dog. That's where I was headed. <laughs> <laughs> Three bucks and ten, I think I got them at. Um, so the Saints been told how shit they are. Told all their weaknesses. Eagles coming off a big soft win, coming from Perth with no shoey anymore. And I feel like it's just ready to go for a Essendon boil over type thing. Oh, massively. Um, mate, too much preamble. You've lost your opportunity. <laughs> yeah, trying to talk through the rounds and what's going to be happening. I think for me, um, it's going to, I, probably outside of that, I reckon. Collingwood aren't as good as what they say. I don't think they deserve to be a dollar twenty-three. I reckon GWS, uh, you know, three losses in a row. I think there's quality in that team that can beat Collingwood. Four bucks. I reckon that's worth it. Collingwood aren't that impressive. Um, nah. Oh, great. I don't mind that bet. I was looking at them too. The other one is Melbourne to beat Geelong. Geelong have been shit these first three games. They're lucky to be two and one. Um, so and lucky. Melbourne. Three and O, and they're at they're at the G. Like it's fine. I reckon Melbourne probably win there. I'm seriously considering tipping Melbourne for that game. <laughs> Man, I hate Geelong. Like after the, I hated Geelong pre this season. I didn't like them that much, but I I kept it below board. Them being two and one, they should have lost to Brisbane. Hawthorne somehow should have got a lot of line. They should be zero and three. I absolutely, I got I got no time for those whinging. Pack of dogs, <laughs> coached by Lord Farquhar. Pack of cats, man. Um, mate, you go for the cats. I've seen a cat crawling around in your background this whole this whole pod. Oh man, I got to remove um, cat climbing items from the pod bench. There's like a there's a bloody leather table thing here, and there's a guitar case. Oh, so can, yeah, yeah, there's way too and much. They have bloody sharp claws. Oh eh? man, there's way too much climbing stuff for it. But moving in. To let's just, to the game. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we. Could. I've kind of given yeah, my probably, prediction. Probably should talk. About, probably should talk about the Dockers. <laughs> um, changes. I mean, Sturt kicked five goals on the weekend for the Waffle. Did he not? Isn't that too? Sturt's coming in. Um, so the changes are Schultz and Young are out. Um, injured. So Schultz has a concussion, and Young has a bad hamstring. So we might not see Young again for the. You know, hopefully this season, but quite a while. Um, so, Schultz, you'll come in. Um, sorry, Schultz, you won't come in. Fife and Tracy and Sturt are the three big names that should come in. Um, and so then we just have to get rid of another one. And I feel like you probably take your pick from 20 players to get rid of from the weekend. Spin you, blindfold yourself, turn around on the spot and just throw, throw Pretty it. Pretty much. He's, have a 23-man, um, one of those like big wheels that you spin, like the money <laughs> wheel. Just have photos of all the players and just, JL, that's match committee. They just spin it. They're like, oh, unlucky, James Aish. <laughs> Man. We were, I was talking to Duck and I was like, I think you were, I think it was in the thread with me, you yeah. and Duck. I was like, we need to come up with a nickname for Aish and Acres. Like, they're just the two 
bloody softest little wingers. Yeah. They just run around. Like Aish, I reckon, is more value than Acres, but Acres is grinding my gears at the moment. He adds minimal. He's 190 centimetres or something. He adds about as much as, like, no physical you know, that pigeon that smothered us that time. Hey, but in exciting non-related, uh, Blake Acres' sister lives in Port Hedland, becoming friends with my missus. So, Ooh, I, so maybe we do like him. <laughs> can't wait to get in, get in her. Everything yeah. I just said about Blake Acres was sarcastic, <laughs> and I really like him. <laughs> but yeah, pretty. Yeah, please I mean, don't. I'm sure he listens to this, but I'm sure he understands we're joking. But if we had two two Dockers players so far this season, both kick five goals in the waffle. Didn't Tracy? Did Cyclone Tracy kick? Tracy kicked seven, yeah, <laughs> but it was, they were in, it was in a practice match. But yeah, how, he kicked seven. How many times do you look at look at Peel and you look through? Oh, who got disposal? Who kicked goals? Like Jesus, one one goal, two two goals, one <laughs> three goals, five. It's like there's a bag and of then, seven. There's a bag of seven. Tracy, seven, and then five. Yeah, man. Tracy could – so the problem is I think we're building Tracy up a lot, but he could come in and kick, like, six in this debut game. It could be unreal. Like, he could blast this away in this debut game if he plays, or he could have, like, one mark and be horrible. Yeah. Right. But, I mean – Depending on how we play, I guess. That kind of – I reckon he comes across match committee and it's like – um, he hasn't had a soft tissue injury in Waffle yet. I, I think he needs to play a few more. <laughs> I think we need to get a significant soft tissue Six injury. To ten more, yeah. You play Waffle until you get injured in Waffle, and then yeah. you stay in Waffle until you can then handle more Waffle games without getting injured. Yet to have a TBA next to his aim, next to his name, so we need to get that ticked off the list. Well, he sort of did with this concussion thing, so maybe that's why he's now in selection. Because sorry, not concussion, suspension. When he was suspended for two games from Waffle, but it was going to be five yeah. games for AFL and then a Freo like challenge it. So that was a bit of TBA. Man, I just uh, I know Weber would have been pretty happy oh, with that Weber TBA. Be, he was yeah, like, no yeah, one knew what was happening. No yeah. one knew when he was coming back. <laughs> but yeah, got to get hopefully see some see some minor changes. Five will come back. It'd be good to see five Walters playing again. Um, hopefully that puts Sean Darcy maybe a little more into the ruck or maybe it just makes our forward line a little Mate, bit more dynamic. Five Tracy tabs and then a resting ruckman on a dry day means that if that ball gets marked by an opposition player, like we should quit as a club. Yeah. If we have those guys in. And we have two ruck we definitely need two ruckmen, I think, because one of our ruckmen is going to get injured at some stage and we're going to have to ruck Fife or Tracy or Tabs. So yeah. we may as well play these two ruckmen. We don't have lob in the team that's sort of like that half yeah. and half. Um so I feel like just run to Ruckman. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, I am cautiously optimistic about this week. But, you know, we um, never know these yeah. days. No, I think we will grow a leg at home. Um, I'm looking at Big Frit, mate. So my bets last week on the Dockers were tabs to kick three, one goal, two, I'm pretty sure, two goals, two, and uh, Freddie to kick two goals, and he kicked one goal, four. Oh. And I was just like, oh. Lord. Um, so don't bet on your don't bet on your team and you won't have a broken heart. <laughs> Is the take home message there? <laughs> but yeah, we were returned... I haven't learned that in twenty five years. Are we do you know I got my ten year membership um 
Medallion oh. this year. So done ten years. Ten years yeah. a slave. Um, ten years hard labour, mate. Ten years hard labour, Yeah, for you, me. You go now. <laughs> Oh, you, get, so, you get one. They should just give you one goal after <laughs> ten years, like <laughs> one free beer. Like here's your here's your goal. Here's a free it's beer. Ten years. If it, yeah, last ten years was a wild ride. To be honest with the Dockers, yeah. If you look at it between 2011, when because that's when um, uh, Mark Harvey left was the end of 2011, and then 2012 was Lion, and then we you know this me- meteoric rise. And then a big fall. Oh God, it's been a wild ride the last decade. Looking, um, we really need to next four weeks. Considering we lost, um, if we lose this week against Hawthorne at home, we then travel away. I think we travel away to play Adelaide, who are in a bit of form. We come back for North yeah, Melbourne, of course. <laughs> and then we come back for North. We're playing Melbourne. against Tex, who's kicked thirty goals. <laughs> And then now, in a month's time, we have another derby. So we couldn't get things going with Carlton. We we need to win this game in North Melbourne at home. It's just huge. And we really need to snare that one against Adelaide, like, massively. We have to beat Hawks and North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the um, season starts. We could be, yeah, we could be three and three. And I think that's all right for us. But... um. We really should have been like four and two or five and one. We've had a soft game. We got a soft start to the season because I think we get Sydney, Port Adelaide um, after that, which isn't is, and it's and then Eagles still. at some stage too. Yeah. So I think we get Eagles, Port Adelaide, and Sydney in a run there, which isn't nice. So we need to make the most of the run. season. We need to win our second game this week. We definitely need to win our second game this week. Um, but we will wait and see. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much, Monkey. No, it's been a you. pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. All right. Thanks for not talking into the top of the uh, Death Star, Mike. <laughs> um, for one more week, and uh, we'll talk to you later on. All right. Cheers. Cheers, mate.